This is Chris and Casey. This is Slip Into Something Uncomfortable. Hello, hello, hello. This is Chris. And this is Casey. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to talk about the Mandela Effect, which is also known as, but not properly known as, the Mandela Effect, which I don't know if it's just like an Ebonics thing or like a slang thing. I was calling it Medulla. I didn't know what was going on. Then I, I done heard all of them. Medela, Medala, Medula. I don't, Methuselah. <laughs> right. I just know somebody is affected by something that starts with an M. That's that's as much as I knew about this. Well, here's how we can remember it easier. It's named after M- Nelson Mandela. Okay. Because there was this lady named Fiona Broom. She was at a conference in 2009. Was it 2009? She was at a conference and she basically went on to talk about how he passed away in jail in the 80s. And she remembered this detailed death about dying in the 80s in prison and that she even saw his widow talking on TV and stuff. And a bunch of people were just like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He didn't even die till 2013. Oh, so she was crazy. She was crazy and the rest of the world was crazy. Damn. So they all have this memory, him dying. And Mm -hmm. his wife talking about him on TV or something. Yeah. So basically, the Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it did not. Ah, A large mass of people. Yes. This is where it gets interesting because it can touch into quantum physics and Schrodinger's cat. It can touch on the glitch in the matrix, according to the flat earthers and whatnot. It can touch into alternate realities and false memories. There are so many different ways and like segues. Oh God, here I am again with my segue word. There are so so many doors that we can go through. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many doors and hallways we can go down with all these new terminologies like suggestibility, parallel realities, confabulation, post-event information, priming, things like that, that all have to do with Mandela effect. Okay. I actually believe in some of that stuff. There's been odd occurrences that I've had to where I sworn I seen, heard something that uh, nobody else did. Yeah. And, um, I guess the the thought of something happening in a parallel universe and it affecting you or you believing it in this one, I can say I felt that mostly in dreams. You have, you know, when you have a dream that you swear is real and you wake up and it seems like so real, like it it actually happened in reality. Mm -hmm. Like deja vu almost, but like more twisted. Right, right. A little bit more complex. Yeah. So... I think the fun part of this would be, I've got some examples and I want to see if you are also thinking the same thing as I am because I fell for all these examples. Well, not all of them, but most of these examples. So I am a victim of the Mandela effect. So I want to see if you are too. Okay. Well, let's start with a couple of complex ones. What is the location of New Zealand in relation to Australia? If you look at a map or if you imagine looking at a map. I am not a geography person. So I wouldn't have been able to tell you that if I was looking dead at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll be looking at it like I'm seeing it for the first time. I would not know from uh, New Zealand to Australia. So now is yeah. Apparently, for some reason, it's starting to come to me. Yeah, there's a community of people that well, because now I'm thinking Australia. Now I'm thinking Tasmania. So that might be what you're picturing too. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that could just be me. But, I mean, Um, the Mandela effect, it could be a group thinking. (laughs) Right, right. There are a lot of people out there that think that New Zealand is northeast instead of southeast of Australia. A large group of people think that it is northeast instead of southeast. Yeah, and I kind of feel like I'm one of those if I kind of remember off the top of my head. Australia, New Zealand. I got to look at it and see if I, like, when I look at it, if I've ever thought anything else different, if I recall seeing it that way, or if okay. I ever recall seeing it any other way. I got some better ones. Okay. Okay. Do you remember, we're both children of the 90s. Yes. This is my favorite one, and this is what led me to this topic, because it was on Instagram. It was a story of this girl, Katie, that I know, that I follow. And it blew my mind, and it's still to this day when I think about it. I'm like, no, I know that existed. What the hell? Okay. I just gave it away. But anyways, (laughs) 
Do you remember a movie in the 90s called Shazam starring Sinbad? Yeah, I remember. Okay, so first of all, I remember Shazam with Shaq. But I also remember some type of Shazam. I also remember something Shazam Sinbad as well. It could be that it just had some Z's in the title and he was looking like a weird genie or something like that. But I kind of do recall that. But I know Shaq did Shazam. Shaq did Kazam. Yeah, okay, Kazam, yeah. Right. But everyone that I know that I've interviewed about this, and the internet, apparently, everyone, Reddit, and all these other threads, there's no such thing as Shazam starring Sinbad from the 90s. Okay, have you looked it up? Yes, (laughs) I have. Sinbad movies from the 90s, I would just need to see a cover, and if something with an S or some Zs, Mm-hmm. Maybe that's looking like a genie. Yeah, looking like, like a genie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a I have a note here on why we all think that it's what it is, but it's a false memory or uh, confabulation, which I'll get into that. But okay, so for example, Sinbad did star in other movies in the '90s and appeared in a movie poster for the film House Guest, coming out of a mailbox that looks similar to a genie coming out of a bottle. Huh. Sinbad also dressed up like a genie for an event that he hosted in the 90s, but he was not in a movie called Shazam. And we're getting Shaq and Shazam confused with the S in Sinbad. And it should be Shazam instead of Kazam in our minds, but it's really Kazam. Ah, okay. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Well, we're going to, of course, go with Shazam because that's Mm -hmm. what we know. Right. That's what we know. And but, but we're also I, mixing it up with Shaquille. Right. That's true. But the Sinbad thing, I do like, I do recall something like that, like some kind of genie situation. Yeah, so do I. But he was coming out of a mailbox for some other movie that it wasn't even a genie. It just we all equated it to like a genie in a bottle. That's crazy. Right? Okay, okay. Is your mind blown? Because my mind is blown. And That one's not too bad because that one I can relate to our minds filling in the blanks. That one I can more so relate to, okay, we're going to make sense out of this because we've seen him looking like a genie and we've seen him coming out of something. And we know of a movie called Shazam, Kazam, and somehow we related it. No, (laughs) I've seen something. No, (laughs) now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I've seen Sinbad with a genie hat on, right? With a jewel on his head. Yes, I did. I did. Nah, <laughs> I did too. I don't nah, know where it, the fuck have I yeah, seen nah, that. Yeah, it, nah, it's real. It's real. It is real. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care what nobody say. I remember that. I remember it. I'm going to type in Sinbad genie or something like that because I know it happened. You're going to get a whole slew of articles about the Mandela effect and false memories because it didn't exist. I'm telling you, I've researched this for months. How would I? Because. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Oh, no. It's oh, gonna no. Get it's about to get crazier. I don't know if you're ready to buckle up. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna start singing a song here. Tell me if you remember what it is. Okay. This. Sorry to the audience, but my baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M. Do you remember? Is it like Myers? Yeah, but how do you spell Meyer? Uh, has a first name. It's M O S C A R. Mabaloni has a second name. It's O S or wait, M A or M E Y E R. I thought it's an M. I mean, shit, I don't even remember that whole song. I remember that, but I don't remember how they spelled it. <laughs> so it's the correct spelling is M A Y E R, but most people say M E Y E R. And everyone's like, no, they changed the song. But it's always been the other. Yeah, it's always been M-A-Y-E-R, like John Mayer. Uh, it gets crazier. <laughs> okay, that one, that one is, that one, see, the Sinbad, I know what I'm saying, so I don't care what nobody say. This baloney one is another one to where I think maybe we would just put in our head what makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. like, it makes sense to spell it that way. But okay, yeah, yeah. give me some more. Okay. Luke, I am your father. Is that what Darth Vader says? Yeah, he said, I'm the pappy. Nope. He said, no, I am your father. Not Luke, I am your father. Really? He said, no, I am your father? Yes. What was Luke saying? Like, hey, my dad about to uh, come through and whoop your ass. And he said, like, nah, I'm your daddy. 
Yeah, basically. You know what? I'll tell you this. I was never a Star Wars guy. I started watching it when the new episodes came out, but I've always heard from like Star Wars fans, Luke, I am your father, Luke, I am your father. That's what I always hear. And they make memes about it and everything else. So Yeah, you get the Luke. (sighs) Yeah. So he actually says, no, I am your father. Right. No, I am your father. Not Luke, I am your father. So when I look this up on YouTube, it's going to have no, I am your father. Correct. According to all these articles. So why are people completely ignoring that? If it's on YouTube, if it's, see, that's in a movie. Mm -hmm. So how would you get, how would everybody get that wrong? That's the whole perplexities (laughs) and the funness of the Mandela effect. Because what the fuck? Huh. Everybody getting... ready for more? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? It's fun. It totally I'll, makes you question I'll life. I want one that's going to really catch me. Okay. Do you remember a brand of peanut butter called Jiffy? Yes. Or Jif. It was Jif, not Jiffy. Yeah. <laughs> you Jif. were right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> People got that mixed up with Skippy. Oh, yeah. See, that's another one that I would, that I would kind of look at as your brain putting in patchwork and getting the images mixed up. Right. Okay, how about mirror, mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? Yeah, that was the uh, evil queen that was hating on Snow White or Sleeping Beauty, right. one of them, yeah. She never said mirror, mirror on the wall. What'd she say? She said magic mirror on the wall. Are you crazy? <laughs> magic mirror on the wall. Right? I, you know what? That doesn't make sense. This is what, I, this is what I'm gathering conformity (laughs) i believe that because a group of people or persons heard it they start saying that's what it was and so it just kind of kept getting repeated that way and nobody really fact checked it and it's not even really something that you would fact check and you say it so much that even when you're watching the movie you kind of hear what you want to hear what you expect to hear you won't yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think your brain are like corrected. Like, wait a minute, that's not mirror, mirror on the wall. You just kind of like hear it. You know, it's like mirror, mirror on the wall. I think that has a lot to do yeah. with like, for instance, if I was to tell that story to like my son, I would say mirror, mirror mm-hmm. on the wall. And the next yeah. person would say the same thing. Oh, it's mirror, mirror on the wall. Everybody mirror, 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 mirror on the wall. So when he watches it, it's going to be mirror, mirror on the wall. I think. Yeah. And that's how he'll remember yeah. it. So, yeah, I think that's the fault of, uh, yeah, that's that's the fault of the public. That is what we can chalk up to reconsolidation, which is a reinforcement of learning over time by strengthening neural connections and then allowing the formation of new associations. So, like you said, patchwork. Yes. Yes, yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. So that's, yeah, reconsolidation. Uh Or you can also equate it to things that go along with quantum physics, neuroscience, the glitch in the matrix, Schrodinger's cat, and the multiverse, which is an interpretation of quantum mechanics. And I only know Schrodinger's cat thanks to Big Bang Theory. So if no one knows what that is, go watch the Big Bang Theory and they'll get you a better example than what I can. (laughs) So, okay. Looney Tunes. How do you spell tunes? You know, the cartoon from the 90s. Wiley Coyote, Roadrunner, all that. Um, how do I remember? Okay, see, huh? I'm remembering T O O N S, and I'm hope and but for whatever reason, when I'm when I'm thinking of that, I'm thinking of the Animaniacs. Uh, right? Oh reason. my gosh, I was too. But then I was kind of thinking Felix the Cat, but they kind he looked like Animaniacs with the black and the white. Right. I don't know why that happened, but yeah, when I'm thinking of the the tunes, it's. T-O-O-N-S. That's mm. how I'm remembering it. It's actually T-U-N-E-S. T-U? Right. Like music tunes, Looney Tunes. I don't think I would be shocked if I seen that, but because I'm thinking and I'm thinking and it might and kind of makes sense. Like I'm kind of thinking maybe I did see that, but that's not what I think of. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not what I think of. I've done seen tunes too many spelled both ways, I guess. Yeah. It's crazy. This is a crazy freaking topic. It's so fun, but it's so frustrating. 
Yeah, it's but you know what? I think that this has to do with the lack of consistency with our language and the way that we view we view things and we we say things and we spell things. Just like is what how many things did we count? Three or four different ways to spell night? God, yeah, like night and shining armor, night, fall. Night, N-I-T. What is N-I-T-E? What is that? Like a British version? Who freaking knows? It probably has something to do weird with like nightfall. I I don't freaking know. I don't know. (laughs) British nights, the shoes. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But I think is there's so many different ways to do things that it's the plug. It's which one are we most comfortable and familiar with? That's what we're going to plug in to that. So with that tunes thing to us, it makes more sense for the, and we probably seen more the T O O N S, right? Than the other. So that's what we're going with, and it makes more sense. Tunes, cartoons would be like that because when we think of the T U N E, we're thinking of music, right? So, but it, then I consider I see the Looney Tunes. I see the beginning with the word Looney Tunes starting in my head, and I hear the music. That's a tune. Yes, that is a tune. And now that I'm thinking more and more about it, I'm seeing the T-U. Right? Because you hear the music. But if you're picturing Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote, you imagine like a tune, like a cartoon. Yeah. What the hell, right? Yes, it's true. Okay, so apparently neurons that fire together wire together. It's a connection between past neurons, protons, all kinds of false memory things, whatever. If people want to learn more about it, they can totally look these things up because even it's it's kind of like the Bible. I could read a bunch of things that it's been written down a certain way in all these articles that I pulled together data from. Uh-huh. But no matter what, like how I'm going to take it is not how like the taking it is should be or whatever. It's, it's how I interpret it. Right. So, I mean, I can give you a generalized idea, but Basically, that's a fun little phrase is the neurons that fire together, wire together. And that comes back to connections between our brains and wiring and stuff. So that's, it's just a fun little topic to go (laughs) segue into on your personal time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So here's a question in in concerns the medulla effect. Does that, uh, oh, medulla, what was it again? Mandela, Mandela. Mandela. I got to think about uh, Chris Tucker when he said, this is for Mandela. Mandela, yeah. Medusa? All right, so it's supposed to break into like alternate realities. It can. Universe. So can it be something as simple as, hey, that salt shaker was right there on the left side. I remember it right there, but it's on the right side of the table now. But I literally know that I've seen it right here on the left side. So going back to my alternate realities highlight, it says one theory about the basis for the Mandela effect originates from quantum physics, and it relates to the idea that rather than one timeline of events, it's possible that alternate realities or universes are making taking place and mixing with our timeline. So in theory, this would result in groups of people having the same memories because the timeline has been altered as we shift between those different realities. What? <laughs> and it says, you aren't alone if you think this sounds a little unrealistic. Unfortunately, the idea of alternate realities is unfalsifiable, meaning that there's no way to truly disprove or approve or improve on these theories and that we cannot prove that other universes don't exist. So I am going to bed tonight with like my blankets all over me because I am so scared that even scientists cannot like determine, yes, this is, this is infinite or this is finite. Scientists, I don't, first of all, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of credit or just automatically assume that you're right because you're a scientist. I believe they make mistakes and they do their theories are technically guesses anyway, a lot of them. So cool hypothesis. Yeah, hypothesis right. theories. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the Mandela effect <laughs> <laughs> it branches more into neuropsychology. Like 
your brain and how it perceives things, how it remembers things, and how it later recites them through memory. Just you remembering them like, okay, like how you said, I remember tunes this way, but it's actually this way. But your brain, for whatever reason, decided to take, you know, the T-O-O-N-S and have that as a tune, represent the tunes, period, when you're looking at cartoons. But in actuality, you've seen it in both ways. But whenever you think about it, you only see it in one way. And that's something that your, your brain is responsible for. And I believe that there are some type of alternate universes or realities. I believe that our brains more or less are conscious of those and somehow they're connected in some way, shape, or form. There has been, recently, I remember I was asleep and it was time for me to wake up. And I just, my head yelled out, Chris. Just, I heard it as loud, I heard it as if somebody was yelling it. It wasn't like it just happened in my head. I heard it like somebody yelled my name, Chris. Was it a voice you recognized? No, it was either my own or it was just the voice. It wasn't like a mysterious voice, nothing like that. It was just a comment like Chris. And Mm -hmm. it did that to wake me up to go to work. Okay, now I'm asleep. So there's no way that I should know because I've overslept before. I've had plenty of, you know, I've overslept for plenty of things. But it woke me up specifically to get up and go to work because that was the time I was supposed to get up. I've had other dreams to where I'm thinking that somehow my brain is conscious or some kind of split reality is trying to get me up to prepare me for something to where I hear myself. I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to my maybe subconscious, I guess you would say, saying, hey, it's 730. Wake up. You got to go to work. Are you going to be late? And I wake up and it's that exact time that I told myself in my head in the dream. And so I think that may dive in some way, shape, or form to the Mandela effect (laughs) because I think it goes all the way back to just how your brain perceives things and things that's going on in your head that you can't really explain. Because I can't explain any of that. Just like we can't really explain why we seen Sinbad with a damn genie hat <laughs> With on. the white thingy on his head, yeah, right? Yeah, and it was the, white. the background was white. Uh, yes! Yeah, no, nah, I know what I seen. I seen. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, like that genie puffy hat. It was yeah. the white puffy hat yeah. with, like, wrinkles in it. Yeah, I seen it. I know I seen it. It's usually white or purple for some reason in cartoons, but I remember Sinbad's being white because I remember going, his hair looks extraordinarily orange in this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember his silly smile. I remember all that. It's just, I can't explain it. And I don't no, even know. And that's what we're trying to do here. <laughs> I don't even know if the Mandela effect is, the Mandela effect is technically just a theory. It's not an explanation. So I'm very curious on what other theories there are that, that would explain these experiences that we have. Cause that's, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, so when you started this like stoner thought process that you just went into, you mentioned neuroscience yes. and neuroscience is brought up a lot in these articles that I pulled together. And it says that there's no denying that shared false memories exist. Neuroscience can provide an alternative hypothesis for what's really going on without evoking quantum physics. There are several concepts that might explain something so strange. First, it's important to remember that a memory is made up of a network of neurons in the brain that store the memory and the physical location of a memory in the brain is often called an engram or memory trace. During consolidation, the memory trace is transferred from temporary sites such as the hippocampus to permanent storage sites in the prefrontal cortex. So prior learning creates a framework for similar memories to be stored in close proximity to the new memories. So this framework is known as schema, and that's where that phrase, neurons that fire together, wire together, comes from. Okay. Yes. So it goes into study on human semantic memory, long-term memories, short-term memories, ideas, concepts, personal details, semantic maps, things like that, but the human cortex. It also can touch into religious aspects, 
it could touch into auras and the people that view, like if you count, like I know personally from my own example, if I look at a calendar year, I don't look at the month that we're in and then look ahead and have like a 12 month timeline. I look at kind of like a circular calendar. So depending on the time of the year, I see us in a certain part of that circle. Okay. And I know certain people see certain colors with certain numbers or letters, like they, they associate it and then they associate like auras and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it goes yeah. into like your spiritual concepts. Yeah. That goes into psychology too. I, I have to refresh and go over if I even still have my notes, but there's a theory with that. I think if you, it has something to do with your left and right hemisphere, how people uh, think and view things. Some people see colors when they hear music and different things like that. It was something that you said earlier. You mentioned, what did you say? Was it confabulation? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the technical term that we were looking for earlier. The brain's attempt to fill in missing memory gaps. Okay. Confabulation. So that's the technical term. Confabulation, yeah. Okay, confabulation. Well, that's a new word I got. Right. So it's, um, let's see, it's not intended to deceive. And the person confabulates, never fully believes that the remembered details are real and they're not intending to lie. It's just the game that our brain plays with us on like filling in those gaps. Okay. Makes sense. So we can't, we can't be held responsible for confabulation. So this is where it gets tricky because that's why the world of psychology, if say someone is on trial for diddling little kids and that little kid was asked by a psychologist, did your daddy touch you there? That's why those sorts of questions don't really fly because those are misleading questions. Those right. are questions that plant seeds. So that's, it's affected our whole legal system even. That, is, that makes sense. Isn't that insane? That because of psychology. That makes sense. And I do recall what I was going to say. Uh, for whatever reason, I am forgetting the name of the theories, but let's just say theory of frequency. It's basically a, a theory about if you are sending out a certain type of frequency thought. If you're think if you are always thinking positive and you're thinking positive, you have these goals and they're all going in the right place. The same would go, I guess, with negative. If that frequency gets sent out and the law of attraction. Th- some, right. Something like that. And that'll be bounced back to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. uh, there's another one, but it's not coming to me at the moment. Maybe it'll pop up later at some random time. But I feel that that may have some type of um, relation with the Mandela effect. If you're saying that it's affecting a mass amount of people, because if frequency, if a thought, an idea can be transferred to somebody else and it's bounced back without us ever talking, then that can explain how a whole mass of people can all be seeing the exact same thing Mm -hmm. because it's communication with each other without actually verbally communicating. And we are doing this subconsciously. So you're right. That, you're totally that can, right. Um, that would make sense. And I myself have experienced, I don't know, it's going to piss me off that I'm forgetting the actual term, but I'm just going to say the law of frequency. I've experienced that because when I was reading a book called the, um, the art of habit, I'm just trying to figure out ways to, get out of bad habits and create good habits, positive habits. And I start being more focused on my ambitions and getting all my P's and Q's and handling my business. And the more and more I was being active in the positive aspects of things that I'm trying to do, the more positive things that were happening and people that was all of a sudden introducing themselves to me that had similar goals or similar ambitions or could help me in my own ambitions. Like if I was trying to create a website or I was, which I was trying to create an app, all of a sudden people would be hitting me up that create apps or they had relatives that created apps and they would be networking and, you know, they'll link me up with them like, oh, cool. And then it literally just come out of nowhere. It's kind of like, my mind or whatever's going on that frequency is bouncing and those people that that attraction is coming to you and you don't really have to do anything it's just all happening in your mind 
Right. Like if you go out in your test driving cars and the one that you like the most, that's what you see on the road more often than not. Right. Yes. Or even that color car or even that song you just like, oh, that's my favorite song now. Right. Or, oh, I'm having a baby. I'm going to name it this. Now everyone in the world has that name. I forgot the terminology for what that's called, but I know there is an actual term for that. So maybe I can look it up and then do like post edit notes on this or whatever, because I remember as soon as my friend named her daughter Harper, the Beckhams had a Harper Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other people. I think Neil Patrick Harris had a Harper and like Doogie Howser. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. So I think he and his partner had adopted kids and one of them was a Harper and there were just a bunch of Harper babies that were just a boom of Harper babies. And then, yeah. And then I remember like I had held on to the name Holden since I had read the catcher in the rye when I was in middle school and no one had ever said that name. And I thought it was so funny because of Holden ransom, (laughs) my kid's name. And then all of a sudden I hear, okay, this guy Trevor that I knew, like his nephew was named Holden. And I'm like, wait, first of all, that's like an old name from like the forties or something or the twenties. Right. How is this even? And then you hear, I just heard about all these other Holdens and I'm just like, seriously, now I can't even use that name because now it's too right, popular. Right. right. So it, I think it has to do with that. And then I think that's where we can get into the power of prayer. Even like, is that a law of attraction, a law of relativity sort of thing? The power of prayer. I think that that could be, often misconstrued for well i don't know it's prayer is faith technically right it's you praying and you believe in that who you praying to is going to grant your request or your wishes but i don't know because oftentimes prayers don't for the most part don't come true right you know? but people that think that their prayers always come true that might just be a psychology yeah, thing where they could, see it, that toyota forerunner that they've been testing right, could be you know yes that that could be something that that's just happening in their head for sure. Because right. yeah, prayer is one of those things to where people people pray for all kind of things, you know, all kind of crazy mm-hmm. things. And a lot of times, more often than not, I know my prayers, I don't, I mean, some of minimum came true. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. like world peace. I done pray for that. I don't know how many times I wanted a pet lion. <laughs> I don't know how many years I've been wanting to fly. <laughs> I, I've, I've prayed for a lot of stuff. I, ain't <laughs> I should be rich by now. I'm telling you, I right. know what you mean. <laughs> you know, so I, I wish that with prayers, it worked a little bit more like that. That'd be great. So when it comes to the power of the brain, because I think that's kind of more or less where we're going. I believe that our brains are very, very powerful. And I believe that we are capable of a lot of things that we are completely unaware of. I believe that we can control our body a lot more than what we do. I think, um, like, for instance, you know, when you go to sleep and you can have a dream of you running, right? And you wake up sweating. Mm -hmm. How does that make sense? Yeah. You're not physically doing that, but somehow you wake up sweating. So if you waking up sweating, that means your body is, your brain is telling your body that it's running and you sweating, you probably burning calories like you run into some extent. So you're. Yeah. Or like you're scared and you wake up short of right. breath and your hairs are standing up on the back right, of your neck. Yeah. Right. It's like your body is reacting to what your mind is saying is true. Is like. When you yeah. you have a nightmare, you wake up screaming. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, you wake up screaming because you your body, your mind, you, it believes that it's real. So you end up, you wake up screaming, you looking around, oh, my God, your heart racing. And you got to calm down like, oh, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. But we never really stop and realize that, wait a minute, like, I'm really reacting in reality what happened in my dream. My body is really reacting that way. I have been hit in a dream and felt it in reality. I have. I'm positive. Mm -hmm. Like, no lie. Like, I have felt things that I woke up sweating. I woke up uh, screaming. Well, I mean, hello, wet dreams. That's a whole other concept. Yeah. If you can. (laughs) You know you were getting down in your dream, but you wake up in alone and you're like, wait a second. But, you know. I mean, Vanessa Williams was just here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, hey, I, this is the thing. I don't know how we got here from the Mandela effect. Uh, I think because the Mandela effect, like I said, it went straight to the brain. It, it has to do with perception and also mm-hmm. conformity and how our mind works and and stuff like that. So that's why I feel we got to this point. But even what you said with wet dreams, I believe your body also will start re directly even physically reacting to what your mind is saying in it in your head mm-hmm. because i have had occurrences i'm not going to be too embarrassed to say it i have had occurrences to where i'm having dreams and i'm humping on somebody and i wake up to my body like gyrating and i'm like oh yeah. shit like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> it's natural it's like when a dog's humping something and it looks at you like what the right, fuck am i right. doing <laughs> it, I basically yeah right like wake up dry humping i'm like yo like what's going on and i get you know first i'm pissed because my pillow is not jennifer lopez like it, it was three <laughs> seconds ago so i'm wondering what the hell is going on i'm literally disappointed it's like complete buzz kill <laughs> Well, like, was I really just doing that? Like, wait, I'm always like, I wake up ashamed and pissed all at the same time, all at the same time. You know what? Anyone listening that's not going to admit to this is just a fucking oh, yeah, liar. Everybody so, like, it ain't, no, you know, ain't no need to lie. Ain't no, if you ain't had a no, dream no, you don't gotta let about it here. doing somebody, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Were you ever a teenager? Like, isn't that really? <laughs> there's no shame in this nah, game here <laughs> nah, I, I done had my dreams my most I, how old was I I don't even remember I probably junior high or younger I think junior high but I'll never forget because it's very um odd and it was Jennifer Lopez I don't know what's up with her. <laughs> maybe we have a thing in a different life I don't know <laughs> on another level <laughs> right. maybe she'd be thinking about me and then it bounced to me in my head and you know, yeah, right. you never know. Me in the mall one day when she was in her jet or in a, uh, one of her um, limousines, <laughs> she had some thoughts uh, stuck on the 405 right. or something. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But um, I was very, 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 very young, and I remember in this dream, she like pulled down her shirt and her nipples were the shape as stars. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were star shaped. Like you get on a good job on a test like that. <laughs> and I remember like smiling and like so happy. But when I woke up, the smile was still on my face. It was, <laughs> it was still there. And like I said, when I realized I was dreaming, it turned into a frown. But I'm like, dang, like I'm really like smiling. I didn't think too much of it back then because I was so young. But like now when I think about a lot of the dreams, like I wake up physically representing how I was in the dream. Yeah. I mean, that's just a natural body. Process. And so it's, I think that speaks volumes to our brain, how it works and how it affects our body. And even going as far as a uh, memory. And like I said, that theory of uh, the frequency people, everybody having a similar idea is bouncing off of each other. And so that's what we see. That's what we know. It's almost like a, a subconscious conformity. I done said those two words a lot, but it, it's kind of like that. Like, we don't even know that we're all getting aligned with the same idea, which is the Mandela yeah. effect, with the same idea. And it can be completely wrong and not right. But that's what we thought we seen. That's what was comfortable us to see and what made the most sense. So we're all on that same page. So that's what everybody's seen. So I guess it makes sense why 50% of the freaking world thought Mandela was dead. The other 50% did not. Right. And it says that each person chiming in with their own experience, because of course everyone wants to experience or have that personalized experience to something when they're playing that game of telephone and it tricks our own minds into believing the bullshit that we're saying. False memories affect the memories Uh of other people. And it colors them to remember the events in a certain way. And here's where it gets dangerous because it's affecting history. And especially now with fake news and the internet and these like late night shows that make these really good edited Mm -hmm. videos and things that sound and look freaking legit. Our kids like are going to have the hardest time deciphering real history from fake history and real news from fake news. 
And then all these Mandela effects, everything on social media, it says uh, in a study of over 100,000 news stories discussed across Twitter, conducted over a period of 10 years, showed that hoaxes and rumors won out over the truth every time by about 70%, even by verified accounts and like scientists. I believe it. Yeah. And it wasn't a result of manipulation or purposely misleading the public. It was just the fact that real people were responsible for spreading false information, not on purpose, but that's just, you know, the, your safety well, and numbers you know, sort rumors of theory. Are a lot more attractive than the truth. It, they're, right. they're, uh, it, it's a seductive type of thing to where people, they cling to that. You don't, it's almost like people don't want to hear good news. It's like, don't, why, right. why do I want to know about somebody finding the, the cure for leprosy? Like, okay, hey, you're great. Like, I don't, I'm not a leopard. I don't know a leopard, so who cares? Like, no big deal. Let me hear about the rape victim. Let me hear about the latest crazy thing Donald Trump said. Let me hear about, you know, it's, you want to hear something negative? Or you want to hear something that's very gossipy, mm-hmm. you know, something messy, dirty, you know, petty stuff. Like that's what people are attracted to. So the idea that uh, rumors basically won out versus the truth. Oh yeah, I can, especially with social media. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. once again, social media, yeah. everybody is just trying to copy everybody, and nobody wants to look different. They want to all fit into a particular bubble because they don't want to get caught out. For the most part, you have your random, yeah. what are those trolls that just say things just to start mm-hmm. trouble. But for the most part, there's not too many people with original ideas. So they'll just right. go off of the last thing somebody else said and just believe it to be true. And and they try to personalize it so that they look even cooler. Like, oh, yeah, like, well, when I was in middle school, and this is a true story. When I was in middle school, Tr- Christian Slater, the actor... I mean, who's heard of him recently? No one. But he decided he had to go to jail because he like beat up his girlfriend or something. And he decided to go to jail in my hometown of Laverne because it was a sleepy little city. And he knew the paparazzi wouldn't bother him there. But I mean, they did. They still went and got footage of him washing police cars and stuff at the local police station. But like little small town people, that's they're like big, I don't know, like a shining star claim to fame and they're going to personalize it and then people are going to fall for it right it's just crazy and we all know this but we still do it and we still do it to each other yeah i i agree i think the cure for uh the mandela effect and um things that we were just talking about is that we have to come at peace with who we are and we can't value too much of what somebody else thinks. everybody else's opinion thoughts views perception Right. whatever we have to um, view things through our own eyes and react off of our own experiences and our own feelings natural natural feelings and just original as primal and raw as possible that's why i don't apologize for how i feel about certain topics it, there's a lot of topics whether it be um uh, ways I feel about um, dating, how men and we- women should date, how men and women should act in a marriage, or homosexuality, how men and women should be together, or whatever may have you. I react off of that on my own natural primal instinct of just like, this is literally what my brain says. Like, without your interference, without that person saying, you should think this way, or you should think that way, this is my natural reaction to that. So I try to stick to that as much as possible. And I try not to apologize for it because it's just natural. And if I can stay that way, then I'm not conforming and I'm not allowing others ideas and thoughts to interfere with my own. And I can actually be original in my own person. And that's totally commendable. However, The flip of that coin, too, could be if we were to be debating right now, which I'm not, the fact that throughout time and civilization, we've had to adopt these, I don't like uh, the mentality of the tribe. If we don't have the backing of the tribe, we're not safe, then we're excluded and we're out there for the dinosaurs or the mammoths to trample us and we don't have the safety net of the tribe. So. It's like it goes back to, like you said, the primal fears that we have to adapt and adopt 
And it's like going against our own personal nature, which is so weird because it's like we're going against our personal nature and our personal ingrained thoughts, excuse me, but um, with things that are against yeah. our own personal nature. Like we're we just, yeah, like you're saying, it rounds back to what you're saying, conformity and not right. being original. So it's you're damned if you do, I you're damned don't. if you don't. <laughs> I rather, <laughs> rather don't and i know there's also a theory like i said i have to go back because that's in the uh i learned that in uh, the psychology of sociology what you were referring to right now as far as the the fear of alienation from society society as a whole you don't want to be that person that you know disagrees right. and the things that were taboo this is the thing things that were taboo and you knew when you said that is taboo are now becoming norms and you're not ready yet. Like you are still looking like, no, that's, that's taboo. But some way, somehow through, whether it be politics, whether it be just mass social type of um, advertising on, on TV or whatever it may be, somehow they made it okay for something that you can, that was taboo at a time to be cool now. To be like, oh, it's no big deal. But it's like, right. It's like, no, nah, it, it is a big deal. But everybody is saying it's not a big deal. So if you don't agree, then you're, you know, you're the outsider. And um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. There's natural progression to where it's not necessarily a negative thing. Because progression is never negative, in my opinion, if you're going forward in a positive way. But it's certain ideas, like even how you were talking um, earlier when we you mentioned um, pedophiles. Now, as insane as this may sound, there are people sticking up for them. There are people having sympathy for them. There are people that are just like, hey, you know, there are people too. Um, that's just, they can't help it. Yada, yada, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Point is, they're getting to right. The point is that they <laughs> are getting they in small numbers, they're getting sympathy. Whatever country that was that Tom Hanks moved to, yeah, Greece, they Greece. He got yeah, a nationality like they, in or something like they, that. They um now they it's something like they don't consider some type of um pedophilia a crime. Like either you don't yeah, it's like a sexuality yeah some crazy or like that. And in California. As a matter of fact, they won't put you on a sex offenders list. Like some weird shit is happening in terms of that. I saw that. I actually heard separate that information can be a rumor from that. that, I, so that I don't want to be a victim of a rumor. That. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think you are because I think the fine print, it's just like when you're going to vote and it was like, hey, vote yes on this because all the cops back this. But then you read it and you're like, no, I really want to vote no because it's like, sending felons to prison without conjugal visits or something. Okay. It's just the way that it's worded is like really tricky. But I remember when I first heard about that pedophilia thing, it's like, it's not making it okay for people to basically have sex with like 12 year olds. It's basically that if you're an 18 year old and you're gay and you get caught having sex with a 17 and a half year old who's gay, you don't have to register as like a gay sex criminal necessarily because it's not like the same as if you're like raping like Wait, a nine-year-old or something you know it's like not, oh, this, this guy's like it's it's like something like that it's some kind of technicality where it's like kind of equaling it up to be par with the law of heterosexuality laws versus homosexuality laws because those were more i didn't know they behind were the times i guess so it's just that. bringing if i'm believing or if i'm reading and hearing things the way that i was told to i mean i could be a victim of rumors as well but if that's what i'm told then it's it's not as bad as it sounds it's kind of just bringing the laws up to date with the heterosexual laws that it's still a felony and it's still an issue but it's still like not as bad as the consent age is like only five months apart rather than like five years apart for certain topics or certain subjects Jesus. or certain cases but not that i'm admitting or not that i'm in Admissioning. <laughs> I can't think of the word. Not that I'm totally, I'm not giving any kind of clearance because pedophilia and animal things, those are just two things that I will never, ever right. permit in my mind. So I'm not permitting that. I don't, I was just 
told or okay. described okay. a different thing. Guess what happened? Okay, so the fruit of the loom label. You know the fruit of the fruit loom, the of brand, the loom. right? Loom. Yeah, the like the shirts, the, the chonies, yep, the socks. What is the logo? Is it fruit in a basket it's or is fruit. it just fruit? Okay, because a lot of people see a, a basket. basket. And it's called, yeah, like the a basket I called can, a cornucopia. Once again, that, that, in fact, uh, damn it, what was the word? It started with a C that you just taught me. Cornucopia, okay, Corn- all right. Cornucopia? Cornucopia, yes. Or confabulation. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense because uh, where do people see a lot of fruit in? Baskets. So that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how about Hannibal Lecter and the FBI agent Clarice Star- Starling in 1991's, yeah, The Silence of the Lambs. When does he say hello, Clarice? He doesn't. <laughs> he says good morning. And then Clarice is in a melody. Melodic tone, melodic tone, creating a false memory of a classic huh. non-quote. Yeah, I can see that. Good morning. I, I can, I can see that. Obviously, I do remember "Hello, Clarice," because I think he said, but I think he said "Hello, Clarice" at some point in time in the movie. Mm, it's kind of leading to say that he doesn't huh. say it ever, but we just no, he says it. I don't know. I'm remembering. Well, we'll have to go back Clarice, and watch because I'm, I'm hearing him and I'm recalling, and I'm almost positive he says it at some point in time. But the first meeting, I maybe he does says good morning, Clarice. Mm, no, it just says right here that the killer never says the line in the movie. Instead, he says good morning when meeting Starling for the first time. People remember lecture greeting Starling and remember him saying Clarice in a melodic tone. Again, creating the false memory, but huh. he never says that. Yeah, not even, it doesn't mention like the first meeting or the second meeting. It's just ever. Yeah. And then, okay, how about the Monopoly White man, guy. the game Monopoly? Yeah, does he have a monocle? Rich does Uncle Pennybags? Hold on. The peanut guy has a monocle. No, he doesn't. Right. You got it. It's exactly this. Yes, yeah. people get him confused with the mm-hmm. peanut guy, the planter's that. peanut I'm guy. I'm getting this Mandela effect thing. Like, I'm, I think I've, cracked it to a very small scale crack a lot of it if that made sense and i said a very small scale and then said a lot of it but i think i cracked it sort of <laughs> <laughs> and it also it comes down to the psychology of the way we pair words together again the neurons that shoot together yeah. lie together or whatever that phrase was but um basically if you show people a couple words such as blackmail and jailbird Half of them will later say that they remember hearing the word blackbird. Really? Even though they heard blackmail and jailbird, but the way you pair it up in your mind to kind of remember it, because you don't remember word for word. You remember like subtopics. You remember just touching on like briefly scanning. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. That's how our brain works. Because otherwise we would be on overdrive trying to remember every single thing and trying to have a photographic memory. So do you remember commercials in the 90s where Ed McMahon and the publisher's clearinghouse would show up on people's doorsteps with a big check? Ed McMahon. Yes, yes. He never he, showed up on any somebody? doorsteps. It was always, somebody did, but not Ed McMahon. He okay, was never see, on any of those house calls. How he looks in general. So I just remember seeing the dude with a check. So that one I wouldn't be able to, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say <laughs> yes or no. But I do remember people with checks. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he, there were people with checks, but he represented the company. He yeah. never made those house calls. <laughs> I remember him opening, like, the door opening and you seeing, like, the first person's view of him, like, opening his arms with his glasses that were tinted. Oh, and really? Like, hey, here's a check. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> right. Just like Shazam. See, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting <laughs> on you to hit me with one like, "Yo, so you remember Tony the Tiger? Yeah, he's a bear. What? Did I? Be, <laughs> I, I'll be seriously like, my <laughs> that sister. would be great. Like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> right. He's a red panda. <laughs> right. He, his stripes are not orange and black. They're yellow and black. Like no freaking way. Yeah, I, then I'd be like, you know, like, oh, shit. Oh, that would be so crazy if I was like, no, right. he really is a red panda, duh. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so here's the funniest part of all these articles that I pulled together because I read about six different I read from six different sites that were all legit. And they're not just like, oh hey, this is the Mandela effect. This is Fiona Broom who discovered it. It was just like psychology today and I don't know, like Schrodinger's cat, whatever. PMS (laughs) psychology or whatever. So anyways, I just went off on a tangent, but it talks about symptoms and how you can recognize false memories. And it says in all these articles right here, it says, we won't lie. It's really difficult to recognize a false memory. Usually the only way to know your memory is false or real is to corroborate your story with other people. We can't rely on other people. (laughs) not at all (laughs) what the hell (laughs) so basically it it says to train yourself to ask if someone asks a leading question like didn't nelson mandela die in a prison for you to sit back and go well how did he die like to kind of like to go further like let's take it a step further like how did he die when did he die who spoke at his funeral was it publicize you know step to just like really really get in there in your own brain and be like wait right, a second am right. i being tricked or not actually say, okay so here's a fun one too how many people were oh, in the wow. car when jfk was assassinated I'm okay so that's what i quizzed everyone at work who was actually alive and watching like veterans that i work with that were alive and watching it live on tv wow there were six people in the car it was one of those cars with like an extra jump seat in the middle and it was the driver, and then some special security agent in the passenger seat. And then in the middle row was the Texas governor and his wife, I believe. And then in the back row was Jackie and John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And if you pull up pictures, if you like get off the call today and you Google like JFK car assassination, you'll see three rows, but you can distinctly remember watching footage of it when his Brains blow out the back of his head. There's Damn. like four people. That That's is it. what I remember. I remember a driver, Isn't that... him waving, and like two people in the back. Yeah, no, what there were six people, that? not four. Six adults. <laughs> yeah, them old. Some kind of caddy. Dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just it's crazy, and I just like how it's like nope. Well, right. The only right. way to figure it out is figure it out. Damn. <laughs> So it goes into more features and priming, distorted memories, remembering entire events that didn't happen, unrelated people sharing similar distorted or inaccurate memories, things like that, which all these articles are so, so cool to read about because it just, it makes you go down all these other lanes of what the hell do I believe that's not even true? And it just, it makes you question your whole life. Yeah, so there's been a lot of false truths. And then, like you said, the rumors. And everybody is a victim of uh, holding on to a rumor. Even when the truth is kind of like right there, you kind of give the truth a side eye. I'm like, I'm cool with the rumor. You know, so we, a lot of us probably have lived yeah. a lot of lies. Yeah. And how about this? Forrest Gump. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. He did say that, right? What did he nope. say? He said... My mother always said life was like a box of chocolates. My mother, not my mama. Yeah. How we all imagine. We heard that boy say mama so many. What was the word? What was the new word? My uh, mother always said life was like. To where it makes sense. Yes. Confabulation. Yeah. Confabulation. I heard him say mama a lot. And I've all, and that's what obviously the meme. Yeah. That's been the meme. Mama. Mama said life's like a box of chocolates. It probably happened. See. That kind of stuff can happen from another movie, a comedy of somebody trying to mimic him and saying it like mm-hmm. that. And then that was so funny. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody's saying it because they're kind of copying the comedian and not necessarily copying the actual person that said it. And that gets copied more than the actual movie. So now, guess what? That's what he actually said. Mama said, like a box of chocolate. And that's that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I can see how something like that can happen. Yeah. But yeah, I, I believe you're right when I think about it. Yeah, I think he did say mother. Yeah, like memes are going to be taking off and that's what our kids are going to believe is history. And that's why they're not going to believe the Holocaust was real. And they're going to believe that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's just insane because then you start really thinking about the quantum physics and the Star Wars and the Star Treks and the 
flat earthers and the parallel universes yeah. and virtual realities. And it is. Just, it's a lot. It's too it's much to handle. I mean, we can do a conspiracy theory. It makes me uh, show like once a week. Yes. <laughs> pick a new conspiracy theory. Yeah. And here's another last one I'm going to lead off with. So it's another Star Wars one. And I know that you're not like the biggest Star Wars nerd. Like I'm not either, but C-3PO, uh-huh. the tall brass guy that's like gold. Is he all one color? No, 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 no. Did you get a call again? I'm like literally oh. thinking in my head. Like I'm, trying <laughs> to, I'm picturing him. I'm picturing him, the cold guy. Oh, He's yeah. He's got a silver leg. Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Me neither. And that would be something you would think you would notice, <laughs> a dude full of gold and one silver leg. Yeah, I definitely never noticed yeah. that. No. And I still, I'm just going to say it. I know that there was a movie called Shazam, not the 2019 release that just came out that had nothing to do with Sinbad. (laughs) Yes, called Shazam. It's about this like guy who decided he was like a kid and then he turned into an adult and he had superpowers, but it's nothing about genies, nothing about genies, nothing about Sinbad. Definitely not in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, that was a completely different um, genre. But yeah, I know it happened. Sinbad's so basically, out he's out there somewhere. <laughs> Someone somewhere is hoarding all these like thousands of posters from all, Shazam like, from like, like movie stores from Blockbuster. Where they like burning all the books and posters <laughs> and shit like that. I think, like all of this stuff is somewhere um, hidden or already burnt. Like they don't need to know the truth. Sinbad had a publicist that was <laughs> right. just like, nope, we're not, we're not going to get known for this, so somebody, burn it all. Know, seven VHSs, and he, he just wants to forget about it, so he, like, just, he probably bought them all and burnt them. So, <laughs> right. He worked with the mob and getting rid I'm gonna of it. Start, I'm going to start listening to all, like, try to listen to the majority of his interviews. And I'm going to, because I know, you know, all the time mm-hmm. when celebrities and stuff do interviews, they talk about their work. And I'm going to see if this ever gets mentioned. See yeah, you're right. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, that's all I've got for now because it just, I hopefully these uh, triggers, these words that I brought up, hopefully it makes people more curious. It ho- yeah, hopefully it, it p- piqued their curiosity. <laughs> hopefully someday I won't keep studying nope. like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you hopefully know, they can um, go look at that. Because this is something I think everybody has experienced. So it definitely gives people not necessarily aha moments, but oh damn moments like shit. I thought that too, you know? So yeah. 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 I think. And the more you read into it, the more you're like, yeah. mind fucked that you're just like, you what the hell is my life been up to these, it, all these you days? you find out that it relates to um, wet dreams and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe anything. And then it goes back to like my whole, my thing where I picture everyone naked because I get nervous and I'm just going to start thinking, well, you probably fall for the Mandela effect. So you're an idiot. So I'm just going to treat everyone like an idiot. Like my boss is going to try to scold me about something and I'm going to be like, whatever, idiot, you've fallen for the Mandela effect. You don't have the right to scold me. <laughs> I know right. Sinbad wasn't really in that movie and I, I know you're you totally picturing it. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Start asking random people these questions. Exactly. And you know they're going to get them wrong. I have been oh. ever since I've been researching this. Oh, yeah, everyone's been getting everything wrong. It's so funny. Work. Okay, cool. So that's all I've got for now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we your fools no longer. Fools. <laughs> You're now in the know. Yeah, but I don't know what we should talk about next week or in a couple days when we record again. But if you want to come up yeah, with a topic and then leave me in the discussion, that would be fun. If not, We'll totally, yeah, if not, we'll totally. But I mean, everything, I like how I round everything back to religion because I'm like, uh uh-uh, I'm going to disprove it. Good luck. (laughs) Hasn't been done in thousands of years, but I'm going to fix it all right now. Yeah, good luck. Because you're going to, you know, there's like thousands of religions. All right. So you're going to have a lot of people hitting you up. Oh, there's thousands God. of denominations of Christianity alone. Things, I don't know nothing about <laughs> none of that. I just, I always looked at it like, okay, so there's a Bible and the Bible speaks of Christians and that's that. Yeah. But, but there's the, the Old Testament, the New Testament. Like, they're always, it's always a Christian. It's not this denomination and this denomination is just one. So like, 
Those aren't well, Christians. no, because there's Lutheran and Baptist and Protestant. And yeah, Catholic. but they they're, like um, they still Catholics believe in Christ, so they believe, believe in like the Mother Mary. Christians don't do that. We don't pray to them, and we don't. They put them on like the same scale as mm-hmm. Jesus, like some of their priests. So it's like the foundation is kind of there, but there's just variables in those other um, religions, like Baptist. Baptist, I think, is probably the closest to Christian <laughs> that that I know about. <laughs> that I. <know> about, but... <laughs> Well, I let's, think it's all confabulation. I, I, I just <laughs> go off of what I read and what I've been through in my experiences. And as long as, mm-hmm. I guess I look at it this way, as long as I don't see the Bible telling me to do anything wrong or be mean or evil or wicked or anything like that to people, then I'm cool. Yeah. I, you know, I'm cool. I get what so you're saying. So I don't saying. really question too much of it. I just move forward. Hope for the best. Hope I get to go to heaven. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that indeed, topic a whole other indeed, time. And I there will we come up passion. with a topic uh, <laughs> for our next thing because I don't think I, I did yet. So I'll come up with a topic. <laughs> no worries. All right. Well, have a good night, and I hope that all your car situations get fixed. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'll text you tomorrow. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. All right. Well, have a good night. <laughs>